This is Norman Kissinger from Redeeming the Time Brothers Ministries, and we're going to continue with our look at the uh, life of George Mueller as biographied by Arthur Pearson and a book that I found. And I was going over that he had outlined in, uh, after he went through several chapters of what he thought made George Mueller so successful in ministry. And last time I talked a little bit about the one that it was very profound to me, but that idea of, of that it, in my prayers or am I seeking ministry for the Lord? Am I concerned more about me or my ministry or my life or my problems? Or am I concerned about what the Lord wants to accomplish in a situation? And so um, uh, that one, he was very jealous for his testimony to make sure that nothing that he did was going to be disrespectful to God and God's ministry and God's, God's um, reputation in a situation. And uh, so something for all of us to probably search our hearts on, especially anyone who's trying to minister for the Lord to make sure that we're doing it for the right motives. He said three other things, and that will kind of end his list. I know there's been many other principles that I have um, gleaned out of this book here. But he said that uh, the next thing was, was that George Mueller was very organized in his work. Now, there uh, is something that I, I, I'd have to say on a scale from 1 to 10 on a personal level, I'm, you know, at about a five or six. I'm not, I'm pretty organized. If you saw my desk at work, but I'm not a super organized person and don't have an organized mind. Uh, but I think the idea behind this was, was that he took God's work seriously. He, he, he considered it an important business to be involved in. And therefore he put a lot of effort to make sure that he was doing good strategic planning as well as finding out you know what the Lord wanted to do in a matter but once he figured that something was the Lord's will then he was very careful to plan it out so that it was done well efficiently and according to God's will so there's kind of those both sides that willingness to be listening to the Lord and then the other side uh, to, um, to his willingness to uh, have everything planned out as it should be planned out now the last two are the next one is his sympathy for orphans well we can find that over in the book of James in several places that helping the widows of the orphans and helping the poor and the destitute uh, is a measure of uh, someone's ministry um, of, of the of the uh, it's a measure of their ministry I mean that um, you know, in, in the book of James, a person is, is measured by the, the true religion is um, taking care of, you know, widows and orphans, that, uh, that if we have a heart to care for the people who, who can do nothing back for us, that is a measure of kind of God's heart, because God, it is God-like to give, as somebody said, to give, um, uh, you know, good for evil. It is human-like like to give uh, evil for evil, and it is satanic-like to give um, evil for good. And so George Mueller cared about the, the poor and these orphans, and he uh, discipled them as well as fed them with what he did. Um, the next one was uh, he was guided to be in the exact place that he was supposed to be in to do his ministry. And by that I mean that even though he was born in Prussia, I believe it was, and he was a German by birth, the last one says that uh, God had a specific place where he was most usable. Now that's true for most, most people. I've talked to many pastors that, you know, and many church workers that some places they were, they just, you know, they didn't belong there or for whatever reason it was not very, 
they were not very used where they were at for whatever reason. And then another place they were really, really used well. So this, uh, the Lord, he was willing to listen to the Lord to be in the field in the place he was supposed to be at. So this German pastor goes to Bristol, England, and that's where he starts the orphanages and he ministers both in Germany and in England. And because of that, he was very successful um, in what he did because he was where God wanted him to be. And that's also something that's important that uh, location, location, location sometimes makes a big difference that we're where God wants us to be doing the ministry he wants us to do. And uh, so I found these to be very helpful. And in fact, I could probably look and may eventually do a biography of uh, Dwight L. Moody or some other folks that uh, are my favorite characters and, um, and personalities and saints of, um, uh, in church history and uh, find a lot of these same principles in their life. They had different ministries. They were accomplishing different things. Um, you know, they had different uh, uh, personalities. Dwight L. Moody, because I've read on his life, and George Mueller would be worlds apart in many ways, but yet they were both successful because a lot of these principles were applied in their life. And so this is definitely true in this case here. Uh, and so I hope this is being a blessing to you, but because I, I have to say that I think that people, I say this all the time to in, in counseling and in teaching, people change people because they're around people. And so for good or bad. So that's the principle of discipleship. So one of the advantages of biographies and books is that I can get, be, if you will, discipled by even uh, saints that are gone for many years because uh, I can glean from their lives through the biographies that others or they had written and through the works that they written uh, and that they wrote. So we'll, we're able to glean uh, good principles from their life and therefore be blessed and changed. And that's really the principle of growth. Usually what happens is we find somebody else who through a sermon or their their, their life or, or watching their life or whatever, somebody comes along and says that there's, you know, we're convicted of heart, there's something we need to start doing or we should be doing in our Christian life. And therefore we begin doing that because of that um, truth uh, that we find in their life. Uh, the Apostle Paul talks about people being living epistles or living letters uh, to other people. And uh, so we're a living letter to the world. And so I hope you find this interesting. I am literally only halfway through this book and I had a um, senior college reading level in high school. I wasn't the brightest crayon in the box maybe with other kinds of schooling, but I have to say that I, I have a pretty, pretty high reading level and yet it has taken me quite a while to get through this because of how deep it is and the things that uh, I'm learning from it. So as certain things pop out throughout the book, I'll be back on here again to talk about them. Uh, I hope this has been helpful. Uh, be sure and watch my brother's uh, podcast and uh, his uh, videos because they'll be a big help to you um, as we uh, have in our ministry try to kind of give out the word of the Lord and teaching and training and uh, and fellowship uh, a little bit at a time. So be sure and watch that and be encouraged. God bless you all. You take care.